Oi, tudo bem? This is Brazuca Sounds, hosted and produced by Leandro Vignoli. Episode 2. Hey, hey, people. Hello. How is it going? This is Brazuca Sounds, episode number two, a podcast about Brazilian music of all genres, decades, and places. And one thing is definitely connected to Brazil is Africa, and one thing is for certain linked to Brazilian music is Afro-religions, especially the Candomblé and Umbanda. Many seminal songs were written about it, but the likes of Vinicius de Moraes, Gilberto Gil, Caetano Veloso, Jorge Ben, like many, many songs. But today, specifically for this episode of the podcast, I will focus on this connection with three female outstanding singers, Clara Nunes, Maria Bethânia, and Gal Costa. So let's get going first with Clara Nunes. Eu venho de Angola Sou rei da magia Minha terra é muito longe Meu gongar é na Bahia Lua alta Som constante Ressoam os atabaques Lembrando This is the very first big hit from Clara Nunes, Mysticismo da África ao Brasil, a lyric with many references to the connections between Brazil and Africa. It is technically a samba, but it may be sound as a ritual chant as well. It is also the very first time Clara Nunes touched in this topic after a trip to Angola in 1970. Uh, before that, uh, Clara was an unsuccessful singer with three records made of basically romantic ballads, boleros, corny little radio tunes. But I guess her life transformed after her trip to Angola, and especially in 1971 when she initially converted into candomblé and then she became permanently attached to Umbanda later on. And from that moment, she adopted a different look as well. Long dresses, necklaces, bracelets, turbans, saint guides, all the clothing that referred to African-Brazilian religions. She also chose a radio broadcaster to produce her first record after her conversion. We gave her a lot of exposure, exactly with this song on the background, by the way. And for those of you who don't know, Umbanda is obviously very Brazilian, also a very syncretic religion between the Candomblé itself, Spiritism, especially the reincarnation belief, and also blends with the Roman Catholicism, uh, because in Umbanda they believe in many saints from the Catholic religion, just with a different name, called Orishas, and they act as a force of nature. For instance, St. George is Ogun, St. Christopher is Shango, like Ogun Shango from the seminal record from Jorge Ben and Gilberto Gil. In many, many songs, 
in Brazilian history uh, are devoted to Yemanjá, which in Umbanda and also in Candomblé is like the goddess of the sea. Just like the other song, this is technically also a samba, but really, really resembles a song performed in Umbanda temples, terreiros, as we say in Brazil, because it's not exactly a church or a temple itself. It's mostly reunions hosted in backyards of houses. The song, Contos de Areia, is from Clara Nunes' album Alvorecer from 74. It's the first time a female singer broke the barrier of a hundred thousand records. But not only that, this record will reach the number of a five hundred thousand records. So, and from then on, every of Clara Nunes' releases went gold or platinum. By the way, in Alvorecer, it was her first record where, on the cover, she totally dressed as in a Umbanda meeting section, all in white and senkites. And at this point, Clara Nunes was already a superstar, and her following record, Claridade, from 75, shows 600,000 copies. Other sources indicate Those two records sold more than a million copies in Brazil. So Clara Nunes is really the singer that makes samba commercially viable. Until then, many record labels uh, would say samba was more or less seen as music from the streets, such an amateur songs for the poor people, not something capable to put on stores to sell, which was obviously wrong and racist. And this other song here is a massively hit, one of my favorites. It's also paying tribute to Yemanjá. O mar serenou quando ela pisou na areia Quem samba na beira do mar é sereia O mar serenou quando ela pisou na areia Quem samba na beira do mar é sereia Não tem medo, é segredo Se volta ou se fica no fundo do mar Ao ver a morena bonita Sambando se explica Que não vai pescar, deixa o mar serenar O mar serenou quando ela pisou Na areia Quem samba na beira do mar É sereia O mar serenou quando ela pisou Na areia Quem samba na beira do mar In Clara Nunes, uh, she didn't sing these songs 
uh, just for entertainment or to sell records. Umbana and Conoblé, by the way, have been historically persecuted for their perceived connections to black magic, so it was kind of a bold move to celebrate it in a country dominated by Christians. Afro-religions in the country faced a lot of prejudice up until this day. Clara Nunes recorded a total of 20 songs about the Umbanda religion. Everything with her impassionate voice, Clara Nunes toured extensively uh, in Europe, France, Spain, Portugal, and she also made trips to Africa back again to connect with her roots, but also to research in her music ancestors. <laughs> Deusa dos Orixás, about Ogun and Yansã, because every person has a spiritual guide in the Ubanda religion, and Yansã, by the way, is the spiritual guide of Maria Bethânia, which I'm going to talk about a little bit more later on in the show. Clara Nunes is up to this day considered somewhat like a queen of samba. She was massively famous in the mid-70s in Brazil. Unfortunately, she passed away in 1983 when she was 40 due to complications after an apparently simple surgery to remove varicose veins from the leg. And one of my favorite songs ever is from her uh, self-titled record, this song called Tristeza Penuchão, with a lot of call and response. So the song starts with the melody of a cavaquinho, which is a string instrument that kind of resembles a ukulele. And then, in the lyric, Clara Nunes will refer to tamborim, and right away Pierce on the track. And then Clara will talk about cuica. And then she's going to talk about the bass drum, the lower parts from the percussion section. That's when the horn session comes into place, all the song mixed together, all hell breaks loose, it's a fantastic samba, Tristeza Pé no Chão. Clara Nunes was especially connected to Umbanda, this Brazilian syncretic religion between Africa, Spiritism, and some Catholic religion. And now we go to a more specific one, similar but not the same, the Candomblé religion, which one of the biggest followers in the country is the one and only Maria Bethânia. Na tua aldeia, camarada, um dia
Maria Bethânia is obviously a Brazilian legend. In 2012, she was chosen by the Rolling Stone Brazil as the fifth greatest voice in the Brazilian music industry. Uh, Timaya was the first. This song in the background, Ponto do Guerreiro Branco, Chant of a White Warrior, uh, has no tie to any writer. It's a traditional song from the Candomblé Centers, or Terreiros. It is in Maria Bethânia's self-titled fourth record from 1969, and one of my favorites of her, which contains songs by several MPB composers, like her famous brothers, for instance, Caetano Veloso, was the first record where her approach to the Candomblé religion uh, became more prominent with her singing traditional points. Points is a chant, a ritual song in the Candomblé religion. Even if Maria Bethânia's affiliation to Afro-religions was not as evident as Clara Nunes, still it became very prominent in her career in the 70s. She never wears black clothing, for instance, and as I mentioned earlier, Every person who follows an Afro-religion has a spiritual guide, and Maria Bethânia guide is Yansé, the Orisha of winds and storms. Uh, is normally associated with powerful women, which seems exactly the case of Maria Bethânia, by the way, born in a very small town in Bahia, moved to the big São Paulo metropolis when she was 16, made a career by herself. Even if she was not part of that Tropicalia movement like her brother, Maria Bethânia became like an outstanding voice uh, among Brazilian critics especially. No dia 4 dezembro, vou no mercado levar Na baixa do sapateiro, flores pra santa de lá Barbara Santa Guerreira, quero você exaltar É isso, verdadeira, a patroeira de lá Tirirê, tirirê, relampejou, ó tirirê Relampejou, tirirê, tirirê, relampejou, ó tirirê Relampejou we're talking about Yansa, her spiritual guide, and this song here, Quatro de Dezembro, it was the first time she celebrated in a proper song. Quatro de Dezembro is Yansa Day, uh, celebrated in Brazil, so December 4th. That's why the name of the song is that. However, Maria Bethânia did not stop there, paying tribute to her spiritual guide. So, in her next record, she recorded a song named Yansa itself, written by his brother Caetano in, in the album Drama from 72, which, by the way, was also produced by Caetano himself. And just for a reference, every single album of Maria Bethânia, and there are more than 40 official releases at this point of her career, she sings at least one song written by Caetano Veloso. Mm -hmm. 
das nuvens de chumbo Senhora do mundo Dentro de mim Rainha dos raios Rainha dos raios Rainha dos raios Tempo bom Tempo ruim Senhora das chuvas de junho Senhora de tudo And Yense, like so many others, is just a beautiful tune. Drama, the record from 1972, where this song is from, uh, was a record intended to be a play, actually, que Caetano wrote exclusively for Maria Bethânia. During the tour of that album, it became more evident uh, her connection with religion. Candomblé was a primary point of reference for Maria Bethânia. And even if Umbanda and Candomblé share similarities, it's not, it's not exactly the same either. During a documentary made for the collective Os Doces Barbaros, the Sweet Barbarians, a collective that Betania put together with Caetano, Gilberto Gil, and Gal Costa, there is a famous shot where Betania looks up at the camera, stares directly into the mirror, and kind of disavows any affiliation with Umbanda, kind of to reaffirm that Candomblé houses, especially in Bahia, were more purely African, so to speak. We're more connected to Brazil and the West African slaves, as opposed to Umbanda, where we can find more syncretism with other religions and cultures in Brazil. Nenhum outro som no ar para que todo mundo ouça. Eu agora vou cantar para todas as moças. Eu agora vou bater para todas as moças. Para todas as moças Para todas aí a paz Para todas elas Eu agora vou cantar Para todas as moças And we also cannot forget that Candomblé was also very counterculture and underground. All these artists from Bahia, they were like super well-known and they kind of reinforce cultural songs, ritual songs among the Brazilian youth, especially white people uh, with no prior connection or knowledge of that religion. So it was pretty remarkable what they were doing, but especially Maria Bethânia. One thing that I consider important to say is that up to 76, uh, Maria Bethânia was known only among intellectuals and university students. Just from that year forward that she decided to open her repertoire to more popular songs play in AM radio stations, which in Brazil means music for the lower class. That was the time when Maria Bethânia became really famous. She became Brazil's biggest selling female artist thanks to her reinterpretation of pain and romantic ballads, 
However, even during this phase, Maria Bethania will find room in her records for music celebrating Afro-religion, like this one in the background, for instance. And then Maria Bethania's great masterpiece will be Alibi, from 78, or Alibi, the record produced by Bossa Nova legend Roberto Menescal, featuring like soft, romantic jazz pop. Every single song in that record, Alibi, is in the Brazilian songbook. But that is also a different story for another day. I will wrap this Maria Batania connection with the Candomblé religion with a song called Dois de Fevereiro, which is February the 2nd. The date that in Brazil we celebrate Yemanjá, the lady of the navigators, the goddess of the sea. It is a song from Dorival Caymmi that Maria Bethânia recorded in 1969, but some might argue that the most popular version of the same song will be released just a few years later, also by an artist very linked to the Candomblé religion, also from Bahia, and I'm talking about Gal Costa. As we can tell, the Gal Costa version of Dois Fevereiro is way different from the one from Maria Bethânia. It's funkier, has more like a commercial instrumentation. By the way, Antonio Adolfo is on keyboards, Paulinho Braga is drummer. Paulinho is outstanding drummer. He's the guy playing drums on the seminal version of Waters of March by Tom Jobim and Liz Regina, for instance. And as I mentioned earlier, this song, Dois Fevereiro, is written by Dorival Caymmi, and no wonder, this entire record of Gal Costa is made of her singing Caymmi songs. Dorival Caymmi was from Bahia, and he composed and recorded songs about Afro-religions in Bahia by the hundreds. His version of Dois Fevereiro, for instance, is of course way different. It's just like Dorival and his acoustic guitar. It's a song from 1959. Just a little snippet here. Dia 2 de fevereiro Dia de festa no mar Eu quero ser o primeiro Pra salvar e manjar. So Gal Costa recorded in 76 her record singing Dorival Caymmi songs, but my favorite tune is this one, Rainha do Mar, the Queen of the Sea, a tribute to guess who? Yemanjá. Minha sereia, rainha do mar, minha sereia, rainha do mar, o canto dela faz admirar, o canto dela faz admirar. Minha sereia é moça bonita, minha sereia é moça bonita, nas ondas do mar, 
Onde ela habita nas ondas do mar, aonde ela habita? Pai, tem dó de ver o meu penar. Pai, tem dó de ver o meu penar. E eu serei a rainha do mar, e eu serei a rainha do mar. O canto dela faz admirar. And what a voice she has, right? Uh, João Gilberto even once said, You're the greatest singer in Brazil. To which Gal Costa responded with a big smile, Of course I am, I sing just like you do. It's just funny because João Gilberto was not a man of many compliments. But anyway, Gal Costa came a little late in her Afro religion approach. The record is from 76, as I said before, and by the way, during the 70s, Gal Costa was really going down in popularity. All those records, India, Cantar from 74, they really bombed among Brazilians at the time, were considered too commercial, too happy. All these records became more like a cult following, only in recent years. And all of that because Gal Costa was very associated with the Tropicalia movement, right? Which was more political and intellectual and all that. Her first three records is where she's more uh, recognized, especially internationally. It sounds like Baby. Baby. Que Pena by Jorge Ben, País Tropical. So recording Caymmi and turning to Canamblé was Gal Costa really reconnecting with her roots, but especially her homeland of Bahia after many, many years living in Rio de Janeiro. This song is Qualé Baiana, written by Caetano Veloso for her 78 record Agua Viva. It's more like What's Up, Baiana? It's more like a You're Still From Bahia, girl. And especially after her reunion with the collective Os Doces Bárbaros and Maria Bethânia, she really got into Candomblé. During a tour in 76, Gal and Bethânia had been found in possession of Pemba, for instance, which is a natural chalk powder used to adorn the bodies of Candomblé initiates. And as many people were ignorant to offer religions, it was associated to illegal drugs, such as cocaine, when it's really something available in any shop for religious good in Bahia. So you're no mistaken, Brazilians are very ignorant to offer religions too. Last year, Gal Costa turned 75, and I was reading an interview where she gladly acknowledged Yansa, the Queen of Winds, as her spiritual guide. She even wears a bunch of bracelet guides 
sides these days. Also, more recently, in 92, there are several vignettes in her record uh, written by Moiminiya, which was a leader figure in Candomblé, a mother of saint, a person who conducted baptisms in the religion. She was responsible for introducing Betania and Gal Costa in Candomblé. So this song was written by Maimininha herself, the spiritual leader. And Maimininha, something like Mother Little Girl, was also the theme of a quintessential Brazilian song written by Kesu, Dorival Caymmi, and recorded majestically by Maria Bethânia and Gal Costa as a duo, live in Sao Paulo for the Fono 73. Uh, a festival put together by the Phonogram label and then later on released as a three volumes records. It cannot be better than that. Gal Costa and Maria Bethânia singing together Oração a Mãe Menininha. is it for today folks hopefully you enjoy it and before i go this episode is dedicated to my grandmother who was a spiritual leader in umbanda and used to host herself umbanda meetings also to my mother who used to play a role in umbanda religion as a median and i consider very important to brazil be more aware of afro religions right i'm on instagram at brazuka sounds drop me a message any feedback is welcome. See you guys soon. This was Brazuca Sounds with Leandro Vignoli. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Yeah.